Hey Go Church family, welcome back to week two of our podcast for our September series called Follow Me. My name is Gilbert and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabal. Good afternoon, morning, evening. I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this, but greetings. And we're also here with Joseph. Hello, Go Church family. Welcome, Joseph. Thank Welcome, you. Joseph. We're, we're getting used to having him around. I think we want to keep him. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. Joseph, uh, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you so much for really leading us through uh, the series for this month. You know, this is something that uh, we've been saying for a couple of weeks, but this is a subject that's in your heart and we're excited for it to come out and bless the whole of Go Church. This is in, something necessary. In your heart and demonstrated in your life. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure. I've been enjoying this a lot. It's fun, right? Being on the podcast. Yeah, so uh, much. I encourage <laughs> people to do it. <laughs> Praise God. If you'd like to be on the podcast, visit the Next Steps banner at our yes. next big Sunday. <laughs> you don't even have to wait till then. You can reach out to us. Yes. On uh, social media. On social across media. Across all platforms. You can reach out to us on uh through your grow group leaders, yeah. your grow groups. And and the reason for that is because this is Go Church Beirut, and Go Church is your place to love, to grow, oh, and, and go. to go. And uh, we're excited for everyone to experience God's unconditional love and grow in his love, and then go with his love to the rest of the world. And Joseph is going with his love on the podcast. So yes. we love it. Well, enough of follow go church on social media let's talk follow about follow him. me yes yeah right this is the series for the month this is the title of the series for the month it's a series about discipleship about walking with the lord and coming closer to him so what what our purpose is for this month is that at go church beirut we want to ensure that everyone understands that following jesus is not just gaining biblical knowledge or you know, being part of a teaching, but it's a lifetime journey of discipleship through every shared experience. And how, how Joseph had described it, and we mentioned this, is discipleship is a transformative journey. And it's a journey that each and every single believer is on. Once they say yes to Jesus, I will follow you. This week, we're focusing on the second part. So our, our key scripture uh, involves what Jesus said to Simon and Andrew when he called them and he invited them to be disciples. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And really we're looking at what Jesus said there and there's a lot of, a lot of light and a lot of, uh, a lot of truth that we can see and pick out from and this is what we did so in week one we talked about follow me we talked about what it looks like to say yes to the call of follow me we talked about what it really means to be a disciple and we saw that uh, in the example of who jesus called in mark chapter 3 verse 14. we saw that in the illustration in uh, luke chapter 10 where uh, where there's the interaction and the exchange between mary and martha in Jesus. And we, we even discussed this in our grow groups uh, from the illustration of the dynamics between Elijah and Elisha. We really emphasize the call to a relationship. 
and to call, the call to be in a relationship. And this week, I'm, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to this because uh, I just find it like such a such a great topic to talk about and to emphasize in ourselves. And that is the part where Jesus says, "I will make you." And I really like the way that is worded in the the Passion Translation, actually, because he says this. He says, "Come and follow me." and I will transform you into men who catch people for God. I like that word transform. Yeah. Because it's it really helps you see it in a different light or in a different angle. He says, I will transform you. So I will take who you are now and I'm going to help that change and that mold and that, you know, look completely different to what it looked like before so that you can look like me. So, yeah, that word change is so key when we talk about discipleship. And, um, you know, you, you had made a comment last week in the podcast about how different, if you take a snapshot of your life three years ago versus today, how different those pictures look. And you might be listening to this and say, well, I would love for that to happen to me. The way to get there is to do something today that is following Jesus. One of the best ways to do that is to get involved in our reading plan. Yeah. Um, you know, we've shared in our WhatsApp groups and also in the grow groups about the reading plan. If you haven't done that yet, it's not too late. You can, you can get that. And that's something that you can do today. And if you do that again tomorrow and then the next day and the next day, and make a commitment to yourself and to God, I'm going to do that for five days. Now, you won't see massive changes in five days, but you'll notice a change. And uh, if the thing is, if you do consistently spiritual things, you'll become a spiritual, strong person. If you follow Jesus today in your decisions and then do it again tomorrow and then do it again tomorrow, he will lead you into the place that he has called you to be. Um, I love, uh, Pastor Matt, how you're making this practical into like simple steps. And those simple steps, they lead into that place of growth. They lead into that place where I'm positioning myself intentionally to change, you know, to be that disciple. So uh, these are important things that I can do in my life daily. You know, this maybe it's so simple for me that I'm reading a scripture or a verse, or even I'm hearing someone from the Go Church family sharing a reflection that might change like uh, a great uh, thing in my life. I'll have a new perspective or a revelation that will impact my life. So that's that's amazing. Uh, this gets me thinking about something I did in the month of July. So a friend and I, um, we decided we're going to do a push-up challenge, you know? And we said, no matter what, every single day, we're going to do 50 push-ups and we're going to add a couple of things like some bicep curls and some whatever, whatever, some just different stuff. But we said, you know, every single day, the whole month, we're going to do 50 push-ups. I know that for many people, it doesn't sound like much, but if you're not doing them consistently, I think if you're it, not... I think it sounds like much. 
<laughs> but if you're if you're not doing that you know consistently and and then you start doing a little bit consistently you realize that at the end of the 30 days that's a thousand five hundred push-ups more than what i would have done <laughs> you know on an average month so so these things build up like if you if you realize that you know your little habits and your little decisions that you stick to i mean i, I remember that there were some nights i'd be in bed at like midnight I'm like I didn't do my push-ups today. I'd get out of bed and like, Ciela, my wife is already asleep and I'm like quietly doing push-ups in the room. <laughs> if I could, if I could apply that kind of discipline to, you know, to what I know that the Lord would want me to do or want me to change or want me to move forward in my life, where would I be spiritually? And I think that's very, very important. And which is really what we want and kind of the aim of, of growing together in grow groups is the accountability part. So you do a challenge with someone like that, um, then you have someone to hold you accountable. And in grow groups, we, we can do these things together. We don't have to do them by, our, by ourselves and we can grow together. Yeah. So I want to ask you, Joseph, a question. You know, when Jesus said, I will make you, what is he trying to make me into? What is he trying to change? Well, uh, basically he wants to shape me into that person that he sees me. And I always love to see it that way that I am being changed and transformed to the same image that he is. Because he is the, the great example that I can look to and be like. That's really good. I mean, you made some notes about the fact that he wants to shape us in so many areas of our lives, right? And sometimes it seems like, what does this matter if you're trying to get me to do this other thing over here, right? But you, you notice that all of these things matter to God because, you know, if, if you want to if you want to change something on the outside, you got to start with something on the inside, you know? Yes. If I want to do the 50 push-ups on the outside, the most difficult part of those 50 push-ups a day was the mental game of like, I'm going to do them no matter what I feel like, you know? And so something on the inside needs to click before, you know, something on the outside really starts taking shape or taking form. And you mentioned that, um, you know, he wants to change our mentality, our character, you know, he wants to change things about our faith walk as well. And, the gifts and talents that he put in us, he wants to mold them and develop them. And even our purpose or our, our vision or our understanding of our purpose, he wants to change that. Yeah, um, I love the way that you mentioned the push-ups and the way that you are going towards that. So right now, if I ask Gilbert, could you lift like uh, 500 pounds or 1,000 pounds or whatever that is more than your capacity and capability what would you say no <laughs> well, so he would probably say he doesn't know what pounds are because those oh, are freedom right, units yeah <laughs> yeah so lifting high weight how many liters is that <laughs> <laughs> 200 kilos yeah so let's say 200 kilos if i want to weight 200 kilos and my body doesn't allow me to do so what i need to do is that I want to build that body that I can achieve that in the future. My aim is to lift 200 kilos. 
but my body doesn't lift it yet. So what I need to do is that I need to work on my body so I am able to do so. So this is like uh, maybe a simple illustration of how Jesus works in our lives. Jesus sees our future and he knows what he wants us to do. But for us to go there and do whatever we need to do, there's a process of shaping, you know, shape our minds, how we think, shape uh, our characters, how we conceive things, how we look to things. You know, I could be a person that I am grumpy all the time or I'm ticky, I get angry so quick uh, or I'm emotional or I laugh all the time. You know, it's not uh, all the negative things. All Is the that time. not driven by temperature? So like in summer, I tend to, you know. Uh, yeah. Eat up a little bit. <laughs> but but really, the this is a good illustration because the important uh, point here is if you're going to follow Jesus and he's going to make us into something, that starts where we are, not where we want to be. Yeah. And um, the, you know, you, uh, Joseph, we could talk a little bit about your story, about how you had a, very early on, you had a vision for God using you in ministry, but that's not where you started. Yeah, uh, so uh, when I first started following Jesus, getting uh, to be introduced to Jesus, I had that calling inside of me that I want to serve him, that uh, uh, that feeling that I want to serve him, do whatever he called me to do, you know, go talk about him, preach the gospel, reaching out to the nations. And then I started having in me that one day I'm going to do that. One day I'm going to be in full-time ministry. And uh, the Lord has brought that in words. Uh, he confirmed that. I saw dreams and all of that. For me, seeing that, I got so excited and I want to do it right now. For me, like it was, I want to do it right now. And I started taking actions towards that, which I failed. And then I wondered why I failed. Like, am I doing something wrong? But then I realized that there is a time of preparation. There is a time where I need to put myself in a place where certain things need to change in me, you know, to grow, to gain knowledge, to, to gain experience, to gain growth. And that happened with me through life experiences, which I succeeded a lot of times, which I failed a lot of times. I learned from my failures and I learned from the things that I was successful in. So after I can say maybe 12 years and 13 years right now, I'm kind of stepping into what God called me to serve him in full time. And ministry. you're just getting started. Yeah. And, and not just that, I can say that I'm also learning and I'm also being trained and discipled in a place where I can do that. You know, I am positioned into uh, a position of discipleship. And I remember these words uh, that I'm not going to forget all of my life when Pastor Matt Beamer told me, he, we were sitting together, he told me, like, looking into the future, what would you do? I said, man, I would go into the nations and preach the gospel. And uh, he started talking about a process, and then I started joining in into this uh, things that we are doing. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, I'm learning this and that. How do I develop in that? I'm failing in this. But, you know, um, success and discipleship is, I can say this, discipleship is 
successful with you and you are growing whenever you are looking to people has done something and succeeded and you start being like them imitate imitate them in what they are doing you know this is how i grow yeah. is that i look to gilbert and i see jesus inside of him i look to pastor matt and i see jesus inside of him and right now this is my first podcast and right now i'm doing it you know first next of many yeah first of many for sure <laughs> next time i'm gonna do better next time i'm gonna learn more but, so but you know um the the point here and we can we can see this in first timothy okay uh with when jesus saw peter and he says come follow me there's purpose in that right but the things that peter did initially some of some of the things he did were actually wrong <laughs> Some, yeah. some of the things that he did were very natural. And it, it wasn't, um, it didn't look like the things that Peter would eventually do. Yeah. But they prepared him for it. And that was that process of making yeah. in, and um, Gilbert, you know, you made some notes here. First Timothy chapter three and second Timothy chapter two talks about shaping. If you read these, you can kind of get the you can kind of get what you said about well I can't lift 200 kilos today. Paul tells Timothy, here's some qualifications for being used by God in his service. And none of them are be a charismatic speaker. Yeah. They're all like live right, have a good it's character. It's a character. It's all character, yeah. right? How you order your daily life. And you can read that and get the idea of Kind of like the same thing. I can't lift 200 kilos. Well, start with 20. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, start where you are and start making changes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to I want to read this verse in 1 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verse 10. So actually, throughout 1 Timothy, Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through to 13, it's really, uh, you know, Paul is really talking about the character requirements to be in a position of service you know obviously the position of service requires uh you know there are certain functions that are required there are certain things that need to happen you know there are natural things spiritual things all sorts of things he's talking to elders and he's also talking to deacons you know deacons are effectively serve servers people who help in natural things a lot of the time and verse 10 he says each of them must be found trustworthy according to these standards of character before they are given the responsibility to minister as servant leaders without blame. And, you know, it just gets me thinking, you know, if we think of another illustration, no one wants to be in a car driving, you know, uh, around, let's say, a Formula One track at like 300 kilometers per hour on bad tires with no brakes. Like, you want to make sure that every component is ready to go. It can withstand the the... Uh, the elements right withstand that level of temperature withstand that level of um of of performance required that level of braking capacity required you don't you don't want to hit a wall what a great illustration and you know what got it ready was not time on the track what got it ready was time on the lift with people that knew what they were doing yeah yeah that's right that's awesome you know um that I kind of want to hit on something here because you know we're talking about follow Jesus, follow Jesus. I heard one, I heard this person say once, they said, I follow Jesus, 
I don't follow, I don't follow people. That sounds really good, right? I mean, I, I think that that sounds amazing. In fact, people are flawed. Uh, people uh, can maybe say the wrong things, mean the wrong things. It sounds good, except it's not scriptural. Yeah. First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 11, Paul told the church in Corinth, he said, be followers of me, even as I also follow Christ. So Paul sets a, a, a measure there. He says, you measure, measure me up against Christ. I, I'm not the measure. Christ is the measure. But you follow me as I'm following him. This idea that, well, I, I, I'm going to separate myself from people and I'm just going to follow Jesus directly. Like I said, it sounds good, but it is not biblical because Jesus, when he ascended, Ephesians says that he set gifts in the church and those gifts are set in the church for a purpose. The purpose is the, like the Formula One car that's up on the lift. The purpose is to, you know, pull this hub assembly off. You're a car guy, Joseph, uh, to dig around in there and change, make changes and components to increase performance. There are gifts that have been set by Jesus in the church, and those gifts or those offices are occupied by people. And to, uh, to follow Jesus... We need to follow and respect the authority that he has set in the church. This isn't about like uh, being subservient to someone or, uh, you know, being some, you know, kissing rings or wearing funny hats. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, respecting that God has put gifts and he has empowered gifts by the Holy Spirit in the church to mature us, to bring us up into the place that he's called us. That making happens in the church. Yes, this making exactly. into a disciple, it doesn't happen just, you know, off on a mountaintop, off by yourself. It happens in the community of the local church. And that's the purpose of the church. Yeah, that's really good. You know, um, that's actually what, Joseph put down in these notes, you know, if we ask, how does God make us, you know, I'm going back to the key scripture point, but like, how does he transform us? How does he change us? Uh, you know, what, what Joseph said and correctly, and this is something we'll talk about in our grow groups, but you know, he changes us through his word and he changes us through the church that he put us in. It's so important. I, I do, I do want to say one other thing, cause we refer to second Timothy and I think that's an important point of discussion to note especially during grow groups is that uh so so let me let me read this out actually let me read yeah. the scripture second uh, timothy chapter 2 verses 20 and 21 says this so this is again paul speaking to timothy as a leader in the church in a wealthy home some utensils are made of gold and silver and some are made of wood and clay the expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are for everyday use if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. 
So what what I what I am trying to say in in this point of discussion, or you know, I'm trying to till the discussion a little bit is to say that we have a say in Jesus making us something. We have a say in the change. And it is our own responsibility to keep ourselves pure. This is this is where the illustration of the Formula One car breaks down because we're not just sitting on a lift. We are actively involved yes. in the change. We are actively involved in the transformation and we have to allow God to do that in us and for us so that we can go further. Yeah, there was a, a pastor who made a comment um, to me once. He said... He said, God can do the greatest things in people that put themselves in a position where their pastor can touch their life deeply. And there's, that's such a rich statement. Can you repeat that, please? God can do such great things in people who put themselves in a position where their pastor can touch their life deeply. And we the context of that conversation was uh, I had met someone from their church and I just I made a, a a comment back to their pastor I said this you know this person has grown up in your church they are an amazing representative of Jesus and um, so I was I was complimenting the pastor and he made that comment I'll I'll never forget it you know so it, um we are talking about church, and I remember this comment also came from a preacher. It's he, he was saying, you are so perfect and you are so great when you are alone in your room. Uh, but the thing is that if I need to change, I need to be around people. A lot of times I'm seeing positive in people, and I want to imitate that. I want to be that, and that is so biblical. Thank you for sharing that, that I want to be that successful person that I am seeing in front of me. I want to imitate the good things. But a lot of times also there's the challenges that come that changes me. You yeah. know, that rock hitting the rock on each other and it's going to have the same surface. Like, how am I going to know that I have a temper if I'm sitting in a room alone? And how am I going to yeah. know I need to work on my temper if nothing is like uh, scrubbing like on proverb says that iron sharpens iron yeah. right so i'm i'm walking yeah. next to gilbert and we hit shoulders together like i have this thing inside of me like oh my god is it before or after my 50 push up challenge uh no before after uh, i'm i'm going to say i'm sorry <laughs> no it's it's so good and yeah. i actually you said that you heard a minister say that i i was uh here in lebanon it was in 2015 no, sorry, it was in 2016, and I was visiting a church, a Lebanese church. There was a, a gathering of youth. Maybe there were eight people there. One of the one of the guys that was there was uh, 16 years old. He had given his life to Jesus in the pastor's home three or four days ago, three or four days before this. So we're all sitting, and they had asked me to share a Bible lesson, and so I finished teaching and I'm done. We're all finished. Everyone's sitting around having coffee, uh, eating, not, you know, the, the meeting's over this kid, 16 year old kid. He said, you know, I think I understand what church is for. I said, yeah, what's that? He said, if I'm by myself, I don't see anything wrong with me. He said, but when I'm around other 
people that are following Jesus, I see things I need to change. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> please, please, you know, write that down for me. It, it was, it was so good. It was such a pure wisdom. Um, and it was an honest assessment where you realize what you just said, you're sitting in a room by yourself. Everything is fine. But when you get out and you get in elements and you get rubbed up against other people, that's where you realize, ah, yeah, there are things about me that need yeah. to change. That's yeah, really exactly. Good. And if you still think that there are things about other people that need to change, rewind what I just said because I'm talking to you. So yeah. l- let me let me <laughs> recap this, and this is I'm going back to the points that Joseph uh, really put down. Uh, the way that God transforms us or changes us in this case is through his word. You know, the the scripture talks about the washing of the word, how that makes us pure. And also through his church, because once we come into that position, we see our place, we see where we're meant to be, and we see what we're supposed to look like. And then we see the deficiency, right? So, so going back to the body, you know, uh, when, you know, if, if, uh, if a bicep is not on an arm, sorry, I'm using a lot of these illustrations for some reason today, but if it's not on an arm, it looks fine. But if it's on a bodybuilder's arm and it's like my bicep, it's like, this looks way too small. It needs to grow now. You know what I mean? And and, and with the growth comes the strength. But I I do want to, for the sake of time, I do want to move on and introduce the Bible illustration that we want to talk about uh, this month in our grow groups. And I want to go back to that, what we were talking about last week about Peter and the change in Peter. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a great uh, discussion point because we see that we see him in our key scripture, right? We see that Jesus called him and he said specifically to Peter and his brother, Andrew, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. And we see that at that point in time, they're called disciples. You know, when Jesus, you know, they follow Jesus, they're with Jesus the whole time through, they see him go up and ascend to heaven. And and then, you know, he, they get told, what are you doing staring at the clouds? Go, <laughs> go, go do what he told you to do. And you think, oh, that's it. They have it made. They figured everything out. They have what they, that's not true. Like as they go, there is still room for change, room for discipleship, room for growth and room for a change of mind, a change of character, a change of heart, you know, a change of vision, a change of purpose understanding of your purpose and we see those things in peter so the example we want to talk about is throughout the book of uh in acts in chapter 10 we see this this situation because up until that point in time you know the church consists of jewish people so like in the old testament the people of god were the jewish people and in the and as we move into the New Testament, we see that they understand, uh, you know, the doctrine of grace. They understand righteousness. They understand that it's no longer my works. It's no longer the law that makes me right with God. It is what Jesus did. They believe in Jesus. So they they walk into this new covenant through Jesus. But the nations, you know, the rest of the people groups that wasn't open to them at that point in time. That wasn't something that was seen as acceptable to the Jews at that point in time. They thought that Jesus was for them, for the Jews alone. And 
you know, this is something that we see from in Galatians in chapter two uh, that Peter struggled with because even even Paul had to correct him at that point in time and say, you know, when the Jews come and the Jewish leaders come, you're you're moving away from non-Jews and you know you're only sticking to these kind of people and that's wrong, you know. So we know that you know he had this um, this point like this sticking point or this struggle, but at this point in time. Uh, in, in Acts chapter 10, you know, Peter is just on the roof of the house uh, waiting for a meal to be cooked. And at this point, you know, he falls into a trance and he has a vision and, and God gives him a vision. And what, what the Lord does is he shows him, you know, all kinds of animals that were not permitted to be eaten according to Jewish law. And he says, you know, rise and, 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 and eat, right? I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. These are not exactly the words. And Peter responds, no, Lord. <laughs> Imagine God gives you a vision. <laughs> you know, you're sitting there. Peter you know God's telling you yeah. something. <laughs> and you say, no, Lord, I've never eaten unclean animals. Not only does it happen once, but it has to happen three times for him to understand this point. <laughs> so it took, it took a vision from God. It took God saying this to him three times, you know, to, for him to digest the fact that something's changing and something in my mind needs to change here so that I can get to the next step. And, you know, in that time, the Lord is orchestrating steps to have Peter go visit the house of Cornelius. Cornelius was a Roman centurion uh, and he was a believer in God, but he wasn't in covenant with God. And the Lord was trying to get him to hear the message of salvation through Jesus so that he could bring him in. And until that point, there were actually no non-Jews. So this is probably bad English, but there, there were no Gentiles. There were no people outside of the Jewish community who had believed in Jesus and who had received salvation through Jesus. And if the Lord never showed these things to Peter, Peter could have never digested that in his mind that I need to change because I need to give them that message and they need to receive this thing that God's trying to get to them. So I, I'm just sharing this illustration and it, it is worth before getting to the grow group, read through Acts chapter 10. Pick these things out, see them for yourselves. Understand that from Peter's perspective, there were blocking points and there were things that needed to change for him to get to that next level. Well, and as you read it, um, I mean, you, you did a brilliant job of uh, explaining it and explaining the context. To make this practical for us, you can apply the same thing to any of our cultural habits. You know, it's um, it's amazing to think about, uh, but there are still some people that are prejudiced against other groups. There are people that they think, oh, you belong to this group of people or you're from this area or you were raised in this way. That means, and then they apply this like blanket thing. And... <laughs> The, the Bible here, this message to Peter is very clear. Don't call unclean <laughs> what I have cleaned. That's so big. Because 
The Bible says that Christ died for the ungodly. So if you think, if you think of some group of people and you think they're very bad, great, they qualify. <laughs> yeah. They qualify for the cleansing blood of Jesus and the love of God. And you know what I love about Peter? It is the process of maturity that he went with the Lord. As we were speaking uh, in in the podcast, that go look to the life of Peter, just study it. Uh, if you read about the Gentiles, basically they were people they, they they rejected God. And for Peter, like you can see that, oh, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm not gonna touch the unclean, which it was in their culture. But in a place, Peter rejected God, rejected him three times. And Jesus had, he rejected Jesus. And then Jesus had to tell him, do you love me? Go take care of my sheep, feed my sheep and do that. And he was in a place where he experienced this kind of things where, okay, this guy has rejected you. This guy has killed your people. And I, I now I have to go to him. You know, it was that process of, the adjustment that he needed to do inside of him and it was a process of maturity that uh, I believe that everyone needs to do before I'm looking yeah. to another person. I need to look at myself and what I have been going through and what I have been forgiven of and what I have done uh, that I had to be like what got me here in the first place. So that is something that also I need to look in that I need to mature in the things that I'm seeing in the life of others. You know, I need to grow in those things. Uh, I am responsible for my own growth and my own uh, change, change of mentality, change of like how I see things, how I see people. But people play a big part in that. So I need to be more open. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I can give a quick example in my life about uh, how the Lord needed me to do make changes in my ways, in my character. And these are small things. Like, you know, before I really understood these things, I'd be very loose with my words. Like, I, I would probably, you know, s swear a lot more than I admit now. But, uh, you know, there's just s silly things I would say. And the fact is, you know, the, the requirement for a change in my attitude, the requirement for a change in my character came far before me sitting on a podcast speaking mm. the word of God and the word of life. And this is something that he needed me to change so that I could be sitting here. You know, I couldn't be very loose with my words and then handle something with the same mouth that is so precious as the word of God. And that is something that you know we can see in, in all of our lives if we look close enough, that he had to make changes in us before we got to that point where he could use us in that area. And, and you know, the, the good thing that, uh, the good thing I see in this illustration with Peter and going to Cornelius' yeah. houses, that to go there, there was a purpose and it was a great purpose. And you see what Paul did. Uh, and you see what Jesus did with Paul. But the purpose of Peter that he had to make certain adjustments before he goes there but he was going into a purpose god doesn't do anything on earth without a purpose you know it's just yeah. like the story was not made just to write it in the bible but it, it teaches us a great lesson so in a very short time peter had to do that adjustment he had to yeah. do that 
work inside of him, you know, of growth and in the ways that he was thinking to go to serve that purpose. Praise God. Well, we're, I wouldn't say, I would say we're out of time, but we're actually over time. <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward but to this seeing is a, everyone. This is such a good discussion it is. and it's practical. You yeah. know, what we're talking about here is, is you want to see change in your life. This is how you do it. That's right. And part of it is putting yourself in that position. It's one of, one of the things, Joseph, I just love that you said, putting yourself in that position of a disciple. Yeah. Not, not something that, oh, it, it happened to me in the past. I've made all these changes. No, no, I, I'm, I'm looking today. What, what are the things that I need to change today? Yeah. And there's, yeah. there are always things, right? I mean, there are, there are things that I'm looking forward that the Lord corrects me and he keeps correcting me, you know? And that's something that I, I want because I, I know that by doing that, I can in the future see him using me more. Yes. And that's something to look forward to, right? So a, a change now means results later. And, and you know, it's, it's good. Uh, if you think about it, it's good. I'm becoming a better version of me and who God wants me to be. So that's right. Emerging. Well, uh, if no one told you, we love you, love you and we're praying for you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.